Welcome back. I'm Cassandra. And I'm Karami. And we're too good to be true. And this week is our fraud film. And we decided that we would do something a little kind of fun. It's like childhood for us. Listen, we've kind of gone off the rails. Fraud. We've like, gone off the rails. No longer specifically just fraud. It's literally anything, whether the person's the fraud, the money's involved, if it's a yeah. scam, if it's somebody faking something, anything. You can make fraud in the broadest sense of the word and it encompasses anything we're going to do. We'll watch it and talk about yeah, it. Yeah, we're not trying to be... I'm sorry. This is just for shits and It's for fun. We're not trying to be specific, so whatever. You know, if you have anything that is even like a person pretending to be another person or something like that, I we'll mean, probably that it falls under the scope. It's like, I don't know if that's so like suggest it to us because we don't care. We're just trying to have fun with these. We're not trying to watch super serious documentaries and bring you a dissect them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're, just, we're just fucking around. This is for fun. So we watched 10 Things I Hate About You, which is like such a fun movie. We've both seen it like a hundred dozen times. So we watched it one night at my house, my old house. Yes, we did. Because we had dead girls night and everybody but you went home. And so we watched 10 Things I Hate About You. We just sat there and chilled. Then we watched that and Halloween. We had like a whole little weird marathon thing going on or something. Was that a different night? I think we watched Halloween a different night because your mom was there with us. Oh, yeah, that's right. She's getting weird. Anyway. <laughs> Anywho. So, at the beginning of 10 Things I Hate About You, we're sort of kind of introduced to the main character right off the bat. We don't know who she is. They don't tell us her name or anything right off the bat. But she's driving next to these girlies who are just living their best lives, you know bopping very perky whatever and then she's just rolled up in her car like listening to like antagonistic yeah like very angry chick music and she's just like not having it you know total opposite of those girls then we are introduced to Cameron who is like the new kid at this school I always forget Allison Janney's in this movie. Yeah. Briefly, yes, the secretary. Yeah, she's she's the guidance counselor. It's the same shit for brains everywhere. <laughs> yeah, so we're introduced to Cameron, who is like Joseph Gordon-Lovett or whatever, however you say yeah, his name, whatever. Yeah. And he was in this cutie stage at this point. Yeah, so he's like the new kid at school, and he's in the guidance counselor, Miss Perky's office, and he's talking to her. <laughs> but then um, he leaves, and then we're introduced to Patrick Verona, who comes in to see Miss Perky right after Cameron leaves. Because of the Broadhurst incident. <laughs> yeah, because he's constantly, right off the bat, you realize he's in there a lot. He gets in trouble. A lot. He's sort of a man boy, quote unquote. <laughs> you could tell he is frequently in that office. Yeah, well, this time he was in there because the lunch lady reported him for flashing her, but it, it was actually a bratwurst. <laughs> it's really fun. It's so funny, though, when he tells it. It's, it's hilarious. And then cut to that kid getting Cameron or whatever, getting showed around by Michael. 
who was Bernard at the Santa Claus, and I had a huge crush on You had a crush on Bernard? And a crush on Bernard. (laughs) Oh my god. Yeah, Michael, who they, like, play off as, like, this geeky character or whatever. And he's being shunned by his friend group because there's a rumor that he bought his eyes on (laughs) an album. Yeah. (laughs) Kind of goofy. And they're walking, you know, outside and Michael's showing Cameron around and they go past this girly that's like, you know, your typical, like, I don't even know how to explain. Well, he's looking at her like she's some ethereal being. Yeah, he just instantly falls for her like she's just the greatest thing ever. And that's Bianca Stratford. And he's just like, oh my god! He just instantly falls for her, but she's like, kind of, uh, kind of a snobby brat. Let's be real, okay? Yeah. And she's like, okay, this is the way I'll explain. It's like she's like in the elite of like the students at the school or whatever. That's probably the best way to explain it. Well, yeah, she's got money, she's pretty, and she's off limits. Those are like the three most alluring things to. Oh um, yeah, for sure. You wouldn't believe. And not even saying that I'm anywhere close to the level of hotness of an actress, but the amount of men when I moved to Louisiana who were like all about me because I was new and different. Just because you were like not from there. Not from there. And like off limits, I had a boyfriend. It was, they had a contest going at my job to see which one of them would be the first person to friend me on Facebook. Oh my god, that's out. Men are fucking weird. <laughs> Men are fucking gross sometimes. Well, Michael tells him that the Stratford sisters are not allowed to date. Doesn't give an explanation. We find out later, but it's just like they're not allowed to date. That's like a notoriously known thing. Me. And also, she seems kind of unattainable either way, you know? Then we meet Kat more fully as she's sitting in class. And that is Bianca's older sister. We find out later that Kat is Bianca's older sister, yeah. We see that she is, like, feminist, uh, hates patriarchy, uh, <laughs> all things misogynistic, like Joey Donner, who is, like, a douche. He's in her class, and he is, like... The fucking worst. Okay, he's a real life douche and he <laughs> is a cult leader. <laughs> yeah. He's like by Andrew Keegan, who is a cult leader. Now we find out nowadays is a cult leader. You know, people used to have him hanging on their walls and now he's at least is it not relatively like not trouble some cult. Like you don't hear about them doing anything. This is true. really weird. They're just kind of Doing their own thing. Yeah. This is true. So she's having like an argument with Joey in the middle of class. Because he's a fucking douche and just says the most fucking ignorant shit. Mm-hmm. And her teacher gets upset with her and it's like, go to the fucking office. You know? <laughs> Mr. Monkin. He's got some issues with Kat. So he sends, Mr. Morgan sends her to Miss Perky's office, and then we find out that she is also a frequent flyer of Miss Perky's office. <laughs> we also, which I didn't say before, uh, find out, like, 
that this Miss Perky lady is writing like a graphic, a graphic like erotic, erotic novel thing, and it's so funny because she's like trying to think up like creative words and and adjectives and stuff to put in this book. It's so funny, but yeah, it's not even relevant to the film. It's just like a funny little you know, side, side thing. And it's so funny because they're talking about this story where Kat physically assaulted another student. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he had to have it. And he had to have all surgery. surgery because his balls went like a bad and he had to have them surgically retrieved. Oh, gosh. And also that most people think that Kat is a and they're quote unquote whenever she pulls up and michael explains that that's bianca's sister they do make a reference to like the whole movie is basically just a it's a it's based on it's a it's a reeves telling like a lot of retelling of yeah and the shrew and mine does actually call her in the shrew a lot yeah they do say that a lot in the movie michael will call her the shrew uh so then later Michael is telling Cameron more about how untouchable Bianca is and you know about their dad and he's like a, a obstetrician or whatever and he doesn't want them dating cuz you know he doesn't want them getting knocked up and whatever Then Joey once again, is being mean to Cat some more out in the parking lot because he's just a fucking dick. And then he ends up giving Bianca and her friends, her f- one friend, Chastity or whatever, a ride home. Now, what is this girl? She's so amazing. Why does she only have one friend? True. That is true. She does only really have one friend. But she's only with Chastity. And Joey wants to give her a ride home because he wants to try and date Bianca just for fun. Like, literally, it's like, just to see if he can do it and if he can, you know, get her... I think he kind of wants... I don't know that he wants to sleep with her, per se. No, he does. But probably, because he's kind of... Yeah, because the, there's a whole thing at the end about it. Yeah, we'll, but, f- we'll find out about yeah, it. Yeah, like, kind of, like, getting that forbidden fruit, like, that Yeah, and, like, I have to conquer this kind of stupid thing. He's not actually interested in her. Also, he keep in thing. mind, she is the younger sister of Kat. Kat's a senior. Joey's also a senior. Mm-hmm. The other Little ones are all sophomores, I do believe. Actually, I'm not sure. Everyone Michael, senior, like yeah, a senior. Yeah, Michael and Cameron are both. Seniors. Are they all some seniors? Yeah, Bianca's okay. the only one. Bianca and her friend, I guess, are the only ones that are sophomores. Yeah, I was kind of a little confused about that part, but um, so yeah, we see Kat and Joey having a little moment. You can tell that like there's something not good between them too. But he gives Bianca a ride home, and then she's pissed about that, obviously. She's like, ew, what the frick are they doing in his car, you know, obviously. She asked Bianca, you drove her home. <laughs> yeah, she does. She she does say that to her dad. Well, yeah, because she and her dad get into that argument about her wanting to go to Sarah Lawrence, which I also, as I was watching, it was like, oh, that's ironic, considering my last two episodes were about Sarah Lawrence. Yeah. That's true, that's true. And then she gets into that fight with her dad because she wants to go there and he doesn't want her to. 
who wants her to go to UW. Yeah. And that's when she tries to deflect by being like, ask Bianca, and he drove her home. Yeah. So, yeah, she's super excited because she gets into Sarah Lawrence, like she said, and she wanted to go there so bad, but the dad's like, no, 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 because he wants her to stay close to home. Close to home. Way overprotective. And Sarah Lawrence is in New York, and they live in Seattle. So, Seattle, they live in California. Are you sure? Because in the thing, it said they lived in Seattle. And they live in Padre, California. So. Well, I knew the school with Padua, but like on the thing I read, it said... Anyway, that's besides the point, but <laughs> whatever. They live on the other coast. So the dad, Walter, doesn't want her to go to Sarah Lawrence. So then she tries to divert, like she said, by saying, oh, well, ask Bianca who drove her home, and it's this fucking dick bag, Joey, you know? I can't wear it down. We're going to have to look it up. Yeah. Pausing it. We're pausing it. Okay, I was wrong. It's Seattle. I don't know why the things I read said California. Yeah, that's weird. And I don't know why... I just always thought it was California. I don't know. Yeah, very interesting. I think maybe it's because it's so sunny, because, like, it's not that sunny in Seattle in real life. I I don't know. I just I'm living a lie. You were living a lie, thinking that I'm in California the whole time. time. Anyway, so the dad is worried about the girls getting pregnant, so no dating till graduation, but clearly Bianca wants to date this Joey dickhole. I don't know why. Joey eat me daughter. <laughs> Joey eat me daughter. Cat is not interested in dating, so Walter says Bianca can't date until Cat does. I don't know that whole scene where she's like, "Where are you from? Planet freak or something? Planet weirdo or something? Whatever the fuck she says." Yeah. And Cat's like, "As opposed to planet, look at me, look at me." Yeah, that's so funny. I love Love Mart actually. It's so funny. There's so many like good things in this movie that are so totally like. They're very like subtle. early. Yeah, but I really su- you know what I think is so funny is how unhinged has come full circle. Like in the movie, she calls her dad unhinged. Oh, yeah. And it completely went out of slang. I've never heard anybody say it. Never heard anyone say that. 23, yeah. it's very big again. Everybody that's, you know, acting crazy is unhinged. Yeah. Kind of interesting how it, you know, slang goes out and comes back in. So, like we said before, Michael was, you know, talking about how they were, you know, untouchable and whatever, and now we find out more about that. Well, I'm sorry, but Michael comes out sounding like a full-on incel during that speech. (laughs) Put her in your spank bank and... Put her in your spank bank. (laughs) Just forget about it. You know, you're not going to date her. And then, like, when he introduces her, like, when he, when they first see Kat, like, Cameron hadn't seen her before, and then when they do, he's like, oh, that's your, you know, little, I don't even remember what he calls Bianca, but he's like, that's her, you know, her sister or whatever. And he's like, whoa, because they're, like, total opposites, you know, obviously. And he does call, and Michael does call her a shrew in that scene. Mm-hmm. The shrew. Just a lighter encounter with the shrew. <laughs> So Cameron becomes Bianca's French t- French tutor to get close to her, even though he does not. He know knows French. nothing about French. He knows nothing. He is not good at French, and obviously he wants to take her out on a date. So she proposes he finds someone to date her sister, 
so she can actually date Joey because that's right. what she actually wants to do. Here's here's all the fraud coming into play. She's <laughs> tricking him into she's getting he's tricking everybody. Yeah, she's <laughs> tricking him to get a date cat so she can date someone else. Meanwhile, when they go and do their thing, him and Michael decide that they need to pay someone to yeah. date cat so he can date Bianca. It's a whole mess. And they need basically what they say, someone with money that is done. Yeah. So they settle on none other than Joey. Joey. Me daughter. Me daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, he has money and he's stupid. Let's be real. And they need someone. They call him a backer. That's <laughs> like on the backer. Because, you know, obviously Cameron wants to date Bianca. But they don't have the funds to pay someone to date Kat, so they use Joey Eat Me Donner. It's <laughs> really funny how they kind of all circle in on each other. Oh, yeah, it's kind they're of funny. Like, it's just a circle of scale. It's like, a circle they, of, like, everyone yeah, leaving like, everyone. If they haven't br- branched out to, like, adding additional people in, it's just... Yeah, it's kind of... They're all scamming each other, and then that whole scene where they're trying to interview guys oh yeah that cat and the guy's like i wouldn't date her unless there's no one else on the planet and yeah at least no she these guys are terrified that does not are there alone <laughs> are there sheep <laughs> because if there's sheep no i'm dating the sheep not cat yeah and so funny just screams the one guy just screams <laughs> for like eternity yeah those potential suitors that they interviewed do not work out at all they're all like terrified of cats so but also when they go up to ask Joey for you know to do this and he draws on Michael's feet. Oh yeah, that Michael's like I have that in my I have that in my nose. It's on not face, don't I? So yeah, and Cameron asks about um, Patrick and Michael says no, he's a criminal. You know, like they can't pick him. You know, he's terrifying. No one likes him. And there's that rumor that what did he do? He he ate a doctor or something like that i don't know some crazy something i know there wasn't a lot of rumors going around about him like he missed a year of school or something nobody knew what the frick he was in yeah and there was that assumption that he was in jail um so patrick is a tough cookie to crack and you know they want to you know pay him so they go to joey and then joey goes to patrick and he's like, hey, you want to date this girl? <laughs> you know? And he gives him $50. Well, like, he, he was, they were, like, proposing different amounts and then it went up to 50 And he's like, I'll give you 50 you know? And then he asks her, he goes to Kat, she's at, like, soccer practice or whatever, and he asks her to go on a date, and she's, like, not interested. Oh, my main screw the way. Yeah, she's, like, not interested. She's, like, nah. And then this is where you find out that their mom, like, up and just left them, mm-hmm. which is wild. Um, and Patrick is also kind of, like, a stalker. He's following Kat, like, all over the place. It's kind of weird when you watch it now. Like, when I was, like, young, I was, like, Oh, that's nice. He's trying to find out things about her, whatever, whatever. No, he, like, is just following her around. It's kind of creepy. Let's see <laughs> And kind of creepy. He does it more than once. It's kind of creepy. And then freaking Kat is talking to Patrick because he, like, runs into her. And 
Joey just happens to be driving by also, and Kat backs her car into Joey's car and wrecks it. So that was fun. And what do you have to say for yourself? Whoops. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Kat is, you know, kind of off the rails sometimes. She a little crazy, but she's got some anger. And we kind of live for it. Let me just tell you, I fucking loved Julia Stiles. Mm-hmm. I was like, I love this bitch. I'd watch any movie she was in. I was watching it. Fucking loved her. <laughs> in that, in um, Saying the Last Dance, which, looking back on that now, too, her dance scenes, I'm just like, not great. Not good at that girl getting into Julia or that. Yeah, not great. But you know what? Love that bitch. Still, still loved her movies, though. I loved her, literally. One of my favorite movies ever, Down to You. Watch it. Mm. It's kind of lame. The one where she's in Freddie Prince. Yeah. It's kind of lame as an adult when you watch it, but I still love it because it's like nostalgic. Mm-hmm. So this is when she gets in trouble for the car thing with her dad and her and her dad have another like little argument yes. thing. And she's sick of her dad controlling her life. She also has a fight with Bianca over Joey because... She, Bianca's like, why can't you just be normal and, like, want to date people because she wants to date this Joey guy so bad? I don't know why. And then Patrick goes back to Joey and is, like, up in the price because she's difficult. She is very difficult. He's like, uh, $100 now, please, you know. Per date on advance. He said, and I quote. So Michael and Cameron kind of pull him aside later, Patrick, and they propose like a deal to like go find some stuff out about her, get more information on her, see what she likes, what she's into, yada, yada. And they tell him that they are really the ones who are the mastermind this whole you know scenario like, yeah. it's like let's with this chick she got beer flavored flavored nymphs <laughs> yeah. because every- why does everyone want to date bianca <laughs> yeah so they tell him they're really the ones pulling the strings joey's just a pawn and cameron wants to date bianca so they decide to use this social gathering that this guy, Bowenstein, Bo- <laughs> was throwing for the future MBA. Well, that must be Nigel. <laughs> it was just a casual get together. It turns out it's just not Nigel with the breeze. Yeah, it turns into a full on rager. Oh, gosh, yeah. And the only reason they do this is because this is like Michael's arch enemy. It's so funny, though, honestly. Well, Bo Balone seems the one that started to move about his eyes on. He deserved it. That's true. He did deserve it. They find out that Kat doesn't like smoking. She's into pretty boys. She likes Thai food and in black underwear. She has black underwear, which means you want to have sex, apparently. Yeah, I took that so literally too when i was younger like old, when i got older i thought the highest tier of sexy underwear was that black yeah. 
I think that's like ingrained in your brain after watching this movie, honestly. And she also likes indie angry girl music, which we already know because we've seen her driving around with her shit blasting. I'm not gonna lie, I also love indie angry girl music. Yeah. So I am with Kat on that one. I've been very recently into Little Girl Gone by Chinchilla lately, which I'll play for you when we're done. And we will have to rock out to that a little bit. Oh, right. That sounds fun. We're having drinkies, by the way, guys. So. <laughs> that sounds like a we really, really let loose during the fraud film episodes. We just, we're having fun. You know, sometimes you gotta do that. I mean, just like our buddy Cap. Bro, I cried on the last episode. We need a lighter episode. It was, that was a heavy episode for sure. That was a heavy episode for sure. So, the girls are like, I, you know, all about this party then. It's funny because, well, I forgot part, where um, they end up finding out that Kat likes this group and they're playing at this club called the Club Skunk. Club Skunk. And for some odd reason, Patrick says he can't go there, and I don't know why, I don't know what he did. I mean, obviously, what he can go there. He's not getting kicked out. He didn't get kicked out. So I like, think it's just more of a um, reputation like, thing. It's like, lame. God is bad. Yeah, but like, it's lame. And that's a, like a feminist thing. I don't know if Club Skunk itself is a feminist thing, but like that band clearly is it's like a feminist thing. And just feminist that night. He's like in there and he's like, what? And he like, I can't like, you know, whatever band it is. He name drops the band, you know. He's done his research. And he tells her, he also tells her she is sexy. <laughs> and all the music cuts out and everything. But it's so funny that Ashton hears it. <laughs> and that's when he asks her to go to Bogey's party. She's not fully convinced, but Bianca is convinced she needs to go to this party. And he, she wants to convince Kat to go to this party also. So they do end up going to the party, spoiler alert, but the, they're getting ready to leave and the dad's like, what the hell, you're going to a party? And then he makes Bianca wear this fake pregnancy belly. <laughs> kind of weird. He's like, daddy, no. And then Patrick shows up and he's like, who knocked up your sister? <laughs> yeah, that part's funny too. Also, side note, this guy, I don't know the actor's name, but the guy that I likes him, the guy that plays their dad, he's like really funny and quirky, but like, he, this is what I kept thinking to myself. He reminds me of like a generic Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> no, that was like it. But I don't know. I love him. He's just like very good at playing very like quirky, weird characters. He plays uh, the guy that does what's her name's hair in uh, Princess Diaries. He's the guy. Oh. He's the guy that does. Uh, I don't know that I've ever fully watched those her hair transformation, her hair and makeup, like where she goes from all the curly, frizzy mastery. I'm pretty sure it's him. I don't know, but I adore that guy. Him and there's like, there are two dudes, and I don't even know his name. I know the other one, but there's like two guys that play like either like quirky or like dad, like loving dad like characters, and they're never main characters. But for some reason, I just love them and everything they're in him. And I love Hector Elizondo in, like, everything. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's cool. So they do end up going to this party. And when they get to the party, Kat wants to tell something to Bianca. And you can tell, like, it's important. It's about Joey. But she won't listen. She's like, 
whatever, I don't give a shit. I gotta go do Bianca things, you know, whatever she freaking does. And poor Cameron is getting ignored for this asshole Joey. So, like, they did this whole thing. Like, him and Michael did this whole thing, and yet getting completely ignored this entire party because she's just up Joey's ass. But then she, Joey's... she starts realizing because like what Joey, you Joey are those stupid shots where he yeah. looks exactly the fucking same. He's just wearing a different colored shirt. Yeah. And he's like, he's going for pensive. <laughs> and she's like, great. They're the same fucking thing. Yeah. You can tell she's just like irritated. She's just with done. She gets irritated. Well, she realizes real quickly that there's nothing like, but look. Nothing. No, sometimes. There's absolutely nothing to him. He's so boring. He's there's vapid. Yeah. yeah. He's thick. And... Cat ends up getting drunk and dances on the table. So that's fun. Every time that salad comes on, I picture that scene. I know. Every single time. She gets pretty trashed. And Patrick takes care of her. Isn't it? Is well, she's bouncing. The eyes of his little green in the, in the cheese. And then she throws up. Cameron also, at some point, since he wants to call the deal off because he realized what Bianca was Realizing doing. how she was using him. She was using him. And she really wanted to date Joey. But like we said, uh, Bianca is quickly realizing that Joey sucks and is self-absorbed and, like, he's a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. So, Kat tells Patrick she hates Joey and she wants to start a band <laughs> when they're driving home. And then she tries to kiss him, but he turns her away because he's like, she's he's like, gentleman. He's, she's super drunk. Yeah, he's not going to take advantage of her. And he's not going to do that. He, it, If he was going to, he wanted it to be like a moment. Yeah, you know what I like mean? an actual good guy. And Cameron ends up driving Bianca home. And he's pissed. After confronting her about Joey, like, he's like really pissed, okay? He's like, what the frick? Like, this whole time you were pulling one over on me, you know, and he was not happy about that. But then they end up kissing. Yeah, she kisses him, and then he's like, and I'm um, back in the game. And like, every time I see that, I get so hyped. I'm like, yeah, Cameron. <laughs> Cut to the next day at school where everyone's harassing Kat about her lovely table dance. And the teacher gives them these assignments of like, a poem based on William Shakespeare's sonnet 141 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And Kat actually is like really in agreement with Mr. Morgan. She's like, oh yeah, that's a great idea. Unless it's an iambic pentameter. She's like in the best mood ever. And somehow it still gets sent to the office. So, like we said, the teacher gave out these assignments that Kat was actually being like very compliant and Mr. Morgan's still like Go to the fucking office. I mean, he's like, get the fuck out of Link classroom. <laughs> he's like so done with her. Now he's like, this is weird. Why is she being so nice? And then he's like, that freaks him out. And he's like, yeah, no, she's going to the office. Michael starts wooing Kat's friend. That's another thing we find out. Manila. He gets into her. And also he's trying to get like the, the scoop on, you know, what went down and why Kat is being so like pissed off at Patrick and Hangsty and whatever and like you know I guess her feelings are hurt because he didn't want to kiss her and you know 
whatever. She's just having. She's in her feelings. Yeah, she's embarrassed. She made she, a move that she got rejected. She is in her feelings. Also, we find out that Kat doesn't want to go to prom, and she doesn't want her friend Mandela to go to prom either because she's trying to make a statement. And then Mandela's like, "We're always making a statement." <laughs> like, it's kind of funny because it's like so true. Me and oh, goody, something new and different for us. <laughs> yeah. Patrick is trying to find out what's going on too, so he starts following Kat again. You know, just normal things. Following her around. Uh, you may think about it, like. I don't know. As adults, yeah, that's super creepy. But I don't know. Like, as kids, I think kids do that. They try to run into their crush. And that is kind and true. That is totally accurate, actually, when you yeah, think about especially it. Especially kids that grew up in our generation. Probably not so much now because they're too busy online stalking the so Right. If they're active on Snapchat or if their Snap score is going up or whatever. But right. in our day, they really didn't have any choice but to just... Falling, just follow around to find out what they were into, what they like. Try to count the way. Oh, I'm going to bump into you. Just like, whatever. So he decides, along with Michael and Cameron, that he needs to do this big grand gesture type thing. Make a fool of himself. Embarrass himself because she was embarrassed. So he decides to have a full-on sing-song on the bleachers. (laughs) While she's having soccer practice. <laughs> and this is like honestly one of my favorite parts in the movie. Especially when the cops come after him and he's running back and, and forth and he slaps the left cop on the axe. <laughs> Let me stop someone cop on it. Yeah, he's still just having a great time just goofing. He's like, this is so fun. And she's just laughing. She thinks it's great. And so they kind of make up, obviously. You could tell that there was, like, a spark between them before any of this anyway, and she was getting feelings for him and getting feelings for her, but then she got all butthurt and in her feelings. And yeah, what happened with this, it, like, kind of takes off. It kind of... Closer and... Yeah, and things get better, and they're getting to know each other, and they actually are falling for each other. It's kind of cute, and then they do the paintball thing, and they, like, kiss, and, you know, everything is so great. <laughs> Then he feels confident enough to ask her to go to prom. The thing is, Joey, suspicious. Joey, she's getting suspicious. Also, Joey had asked for her to take her to prom, and he wanted to offer him $300 to take her to prom. Right, but he didn't want it anymore. But he was like, no, but then he basically like forced him to take it. But he upped it to more money. Yeah, and he was like, no, you're doing this, and basically, like, gave him the money and was like, no, here, you have to do this. But I think he genuinely, when he asked her, he, like, genuinely wanted to tell yeah, his feelings were real by that point. Yeah. And, yeah, and I did have that in there, that, like, it seemed too pushy, so she's like, hmm, something weird, something off about this. Yeah, like... It just seemed too pushy, him asking her. Mm-hmm. And Bianca wants Cameron to ask for a prom, but he hasn't done it yet. And he's still being her tutor, but she knows French fucking better than he does. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, she asked him in French when he's going to pull his head out of his ass and ask her to prom. And he's just like, huh? I don't know, any of I don't know what the hell she's talking about. <laughs> then we have like a little moment and Kat confesses 
to Bianca at home about dating Joey in ninth grade and him pressuring her into having sex. And this is why she hates him. She hates him because he's a fucking asshole. Yeah, because she told him that it was like right after their mom had left, so she's vulnerable and she took advantage of him. Yeah, she was in like a... And so she had sex with him and then she told him that she didn't want to anymore because she just wasn't really ready yet and he right back with her. Yeah, what a fucking dick. And honestly, she was, he took advantage of her, like you said, she was in like a a state where she was not really making choices, you know, mm-hmm. the best choices, because she was upset. And it's weird, because you don't see a lot of movies where it's that dynamic. You see a lot where a parent has passed away, but you don't see a lot where a parent just actively chose it to. They're like, no, I want nothing to do with you. And just, yeah, I think that was a little different. It was very interesting for them to put that dynamic in because it's like a, something a little different. Yeah. So Kat ends up feeling bad for Bianca because Bianca is upset that Kat didn't tell her this before and because she can't go to prom because she wants Bianca wants to go to prom but with Cameron, not Joey the fucking dickbag, okay? <laughs> so... Kat does end up going to prom for her sister because she feels bad and she's just trying to be a good sister now. She's like, I gotta do this for Bianca, you know? So they do end up going to prom. Patrick is there. Everyone's there, you know, obviously, because it's, you know, the school. And... What's funny is after they get there, Joey comes to their house to pick up Bianca, but she's already gone because she went with Cameridge. And the dad. And he's what else that don't hurt this. The dad just slammed the door in his face. He feels like an asshole. And later you find out that he went and picked up her friend Chastity and brought her. Which, like, why did Chastity just have a prom dress? And, like, why was her hair and makeup ready for prom that fast? Yeah. Chastity, what the hell? You're kind of a sneezeball. Yeah, what a fucking... She's not a good friend. Let me be real. So, at prom, Patrick's there, like we said, and they're all having a great time. Prom scene is my favorite scene. Oh, good. They're all having a great time. He has Kat's favorite band show up at prom, which is super cute. Mm -hmm. How cute. How adorable. And she just can't believe it. I have a feeling that's what he used the money from Asshole for. To pay oh, no, no. Do. We know what he uses the money for. That, that's coming up. That's coming up. Uh, well, he might have used some of it for that. He might have used some of it for him. I had to pay him. So he, Joey, at some point, comes up to Patrick and bitches about the deal they had in front of Kat. So Kat finds out about the deal. She's fucking pissed again, obviously, because it's like, okay, so you were just dating me? For money, like she's assuming that he was just doing it for the money. Which at first he was, but I mean, yeah, and that's true. But he really did have feelings for her. So kind of the shit hits the fan at this point, and then, and then the I still say because of Michael, I still say the shit hath hit the fan. He does, he does say that. He does actually say that, and he's just so angry and then joey goes and he punches cameron because he's pissed because cameron's there with her he had made this whole deal or something with his friends because chastity tells 
be allocated in the bathroom or something. That he had made some sort of deal with his friends that he was gonna need to make a deal. He made a bet. He was gonna sleep bet or he was gonna sleep with her or something that night. And so, once she finds out about that, she's livid. Okay, Bianca is going full cat. Okay, this is going full cat. Bianca is going full cat. And Joey punches Cameron, but Bianca punches Joey. Punches Joey several times. Actually, give my date, please. That's for my sister. And then she kicks him in the balls and goes, and that's for me. Yes. So she punches him several times and then kicks him in the balls. As he deserves. You know, like, fully deserves. Okay, and I'm shooting a nose brick at the nose spray at tomorrow. Oh, well. Yeah. Oh, well. Too bad. And then cut to Kat and Patrick fighting outside, but he confesses that it was not about the money and he really had feelings for her. And they. But it doesn't. Do not break up. Not resolved. It's yeah. not resolved in that then we have so sad. She's like mourning. There's like montages, sad music. She's all upset. And then we get the poem. But Bianca is now allowed to date Cameron. So the next day she's going out on a boat with Cameron. She's trying to console her sister also because she feels bad about the whole situation. Karen has a heart to heart with her dad. And he says she can go to Sarah Lawrence and that he admired her this whole time and that he didn't really, he felt like he didn't really need to help her, protect her because she could take care of herself. And that's why, like, he was always doing whatever for Bianca because she needed him more or whatever and Kat could really take care of herself. And he knows that, so he's going to let her go to Sarah Lawrence. And she's very excited about that, but she's still got this conflict, you know, with... Good old Patrick. Yeah. Then the next day at school, they have to present their poems. And Mr. Morgan is like, who wants to present their poems? And she's like, I'll do it. And then she gets up and she cries. Oh, my God. I I used to cry. I would not still cry every time. So there's that. I did not cry this time. But I am kind of like um, going on vacation. So I'm like in... Yeah, excited hype but house. But also, at our age, we're like just fucking dramatic teenager. It was super dramatic when you were a teenager. I would cry every time I watched this scene. So Kat gets up and she reads her poem, and mostly I hate, I don't hate you. Not, not even a little. little. Not, not at all. But <laughs> so sad. So she gets up and she reads her poem, and it's entitled Ten Things I Hate About You," which is like the title of the movie. Mm-hmm. And then after school, she goes out to her vehicle, and Patrick had bought Kat a guitar that she had been, and he had seen her in there admiring in the store, the guitar store. So we know that he used some of that money, at least, to buy her this guitar with the money because she was talking about trying to start a band, whatever. And... Then they make up and everything's great and, you know, normal ending of a movie like this, you know. Great soundtrack. Oh, yeah. This great movie song. has, like, great top-tier soundtrack. I love every song in it. Yeah, I still have Cruel to Be Kind in my head. <laughs> still watching the movie. Yep. Yeah. I love how they use a Joan Jett song, even though they don't play the Joan Jett for me. 
the best yes. reputation. Yeah. I love Joan Jett. I've seen her multiple times, most recently last year. Yeah. I love her. Yeah, she's great. We love her. So that was a fraud film. I know it's like a little bit different, but I mean, it's still like they're all scamming each other. They were all scamming each other. It's like high school bullshit, but still it's like. Yeah. And like I said, we don't take fraud film that seriously. And there so. was money involved, you know? So. 10 out of 10. Love 10 it. out of 10. Love, love this movie. I I have seen it so many times and I will probably watch it more time. Right. Yeah. Right, movie. It, it has great. It's very rewatchable. Oh, yeah, for sure. And so many like iconic lines. Yeah. It's so foldable. Yeah, it's a very quotable movie. <laughs> the shit have hit it. The fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just a fun watch, you know? I think it's... Everybody should go watch it. Yeah. Even if you listen to our recap and you think you know it now, but you've never seen it, you should still watch it. Yeah, it's a good watch, honestly. Very cute. Um, you know? It... It's just... It's good nostalgia for us. It's well, definitely for us. Like I literally like. It's like so nineties. I don't know. Like I watched a lot of those cheesy romantic, comedy, kids. I still watch that. Famous, but like high school, I still I have no shame. I love. Still, I still love. I hate it. Teen <laughs> dramas. I love it. I watch on Netflix. I watch Never Have I Ever. Mm-hmm. It's um, it's an Indian girl. Oh yeah, I had Dave. I've seen Vishka uh, uh, Kumar or something like that. Vishwa Kumar or something like that. I've never watched the show, but I've seen. Oh my god, I love previews for it. I watched that. I watched like Love Simon. I watched To All the Boys I Loved Before. I watched The Kissing Booth. Like I eat it up. I love that shit. I have no shame. I don't care. Well, I'm not gonna be embarrassed about what I like. It's it's fun. We- and it's lighthearted. And- exactly. Like, you don't even, you don't have to really, none of it makes you feel bad. Yeah. None of it. It always has a good happy in it. And it's like, dog. it's romantic, but like, sometimes in a goofy way. Yeah, it's not just straight up romance. Yeah. There's like other shit going on. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for listening. If it seems too good to be true, it is. And all of our links are in our show notes for our socials, Reddit, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. If you're a new listener because of Reddit, thanks. Um, I had made a very casual comment on a post and it completely blew up way beyond my expectations and we ended up gathering like a bunch of members and a lot of new listeners. So and very cool. Thank you. We love to see it. And if anybody wants to email us any personal stories, suggestions, just a chat, whatever. It's too good to be true pod at outlook.com. Thanks. Bye. Bye.